0: Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bee's Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi, this is Barry and this is Jenny, and we're here to talk about Bee's Books. So the theme
1: uh, of this week from B was genre mashup which sounds a bit weird (laughs) if it's like a musical MTV kind of like you know the hideous music genre (laughs) thing but it's basically two genres or two things that don't usually go together they can Mm -hmm. they can be a niche thing but Usually you think of them as separate things and they're smooshed up together in hopefully a fun way is what I would think of as genre mashup. A
0: bit like a banana and toffee becomes banoffee pie. <gasps> That's perfect. <laughs> I actually love
1: <laughs> banoffee. So oh, genre mashup is my, might be my
0: favourite theme. Yes, so I'd love to know, what book have you chosen, Jenny? So, Patty, I have chosen a bit of a weird one. I have Ooh. chosen Stephen King, Carrie. Ah,
1: okay.
0: And what is it you've chosen?
1: My book is The True Queen by Zancho. Oh, that's exciting. I've read that one. So She is the true queen of our hearts. I just she wanted is. to say that. <laughs> so tell me uh Carrie. I I know a little bit about Carrie, mostly a teenager is bullied in school and there's pig's blood involved. That's all I know of, Carrie. You've got it in one. You've oh, got it in one. Yeah. And I
0: think that's what most folk know the story for. Mm-hmm. Um, and people sometimes go, oh, Stephen King, that's horror. Um, but a lot of his stuff isn't horror as such. Hmm. It's more, not even psychological. You know, there's lots of different genres within his genre that um, he writes about. Um, so this one, yes, there's a bit of horror in it, but it's not... Horror horror! I wasn't hiding behind the couch basically oh, while I was reading right. it. Yeah. Um, but the reason I, told this, I chose this for genre up is because there's a story, but there's also quite a lot of like medical bits put in. So. Yes, the girl Carrie um, is bullied at school. Something big happens um, and she suddenly discovers she's got telekinetic powers and oh. she can do things and do things. Oh, I had no idea that <laughs> that was Carrie, okay. okay. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. So she's bullied right through school and it's uh. um, senior prom um, and um, there's quite a lot of things happening in the background like her mother is very um, kind of religious and, you know, doesn't hasn't taught Carrie anything about actual life so she's got no tools to protect herself from any of the bullying that's going on um, and it culminates in a, a big thing in the shower room um, and then she discovers that she's she's got these powers um, and then she goes to the prom and yes there's pig's blood um, oh. some of the girls play a trick on her, pour pig's blood on her and that starts her off in a rampage and basically she destroys the whole town in a kind of you know, yeah. um, climatic end. But in between that, there are excerpts from a commission that has been commissioned by the government about ten years after this happened. Um, and it's kind of like their findings on. It's called the White Commission, and their findings on what they think actually happened. So of course, there's some people that don't believe it was anything to do with tele- telekinetic powers. You know, no. Some people didn't even think it was anything to carry, It was just a thing. Um, so you've got your story mm. and then you've got like um, these kind of excerpts that have been put in then you've got um, one of the girls um, who started off started off bullying but kind of realised that it was bad and tried to help her, um, she survived the, the whole, I mean 400 odd people died, and um, she survived um, and she's kind of trying to tell Carrie's story throughout it as well so there's bits in it when it's like like um, I'm just going to find the page, which of course I have not marked. Um, that's a completely different because I didn't do that. Um, so there's bits about like her story, trying to, to tell folk that you know there was a reason that this happened. Um, and then there's like police reports and news reports kind of smuggled in there as well, so that you can see what everybody else thought when you know they were watching at home on the TV and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, there was like lots of things added into it that you're not expecting from just a a straightforward story Um, and also I don't think that's really shown in any of the the film versions of it either, it's more just kind of the the story right the way through whereas this was quite good, it kind of made you realise different people had different views on how everything happened.
1: Oh I love those kinds of books where, like I know not a lot of people are fans of the multiple perspectives Mm -hmm. but I actually love it, Uh, so the Game of Thrones, the books, there that had like I think that was the one that I remember the most where based on who's telling the story Mm -hmm. you're finding different things out but you're also sort of everyone is an unreliable narrator right because they're narrating it from (laughs) their perspective Mm -hmm. and that's true with any narrators I think like you're just uh, like it's just a picture it's a glimpse of the story
0: exactly but
1: also as you were describing that it sort of made me think of stranger things if eleven hadn't found a group of friends.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's know, exactly. she could have so like.
1: <laughs> She could because she was bullied, like especially in the more recent season. Uh-huh. She was bullied a lot and if she didn't have, I think, that support system she could have killed 400 people easily. That's
0: a great way to look at it. You know, basically Carrie is Stranger Things without the friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Friends are important. I feel like I've, I, I'm have rooting for Carrie on the Wanderous Rampage, which I don't know. I think throughout the story you do kind of see everybody's point of view. We do know that bullying goes on in all mm. walks of life and you mm. kind of see how some of the girls are kind of taken into it. You know, they're not really... The, the people that are doing it right at the front but they kinda get carried away, you know, that kind of mob mentality. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and it's such a shame because it was just one girl that did the prank right at the end. Mm-hmm. Um and if that hadn't happened, I think Carrie would have went on with her life and, you know, found herself. And oh. um, there's a couple of bits in it when she's at the prom and other people are kinda going, Oh, you know, she's actually a human being. She's right. actually a person. Yeah. Um, You know, and then, of course, that happens and it just flips it completely.
1: I wonder if there's scary fan fiction online, which, (laughs) you know, basically looks through this Uh or maybe sets it in, like, the upside down in Stranger Things or something (laughs) because I can see so much potential for, like, different kinds of things. That's really cool. It's good
0: as well because it's set in 1979. Mm. Um. So there's no mobile phones. There's nobody standing recording everything. It's very much you know yeah. it kind of makes it slightly darker and um, right. that you know there's nothing like that happening and you know when the, the police and the fire um, brigade come you know they're having to come from different parts of the country yeah. because basically everything's exploded Um and it was quite good that way I know that some of the modern films are kind of made it slightly more modern All oh, right. Um, but yeah the book itself oh that's really um,
1: interesting and yeah.
0: because it's set then you kinda get the whole which I'll not spoil, but the 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 big bullying thing that happens to Carrie that sets her off. Right. Nowadays she would go, No, that wouldn't happen. That's just, you know, people know so much more now. Mm-hmm. But especially her coming from, you know, such a religious background where her mum just ignored everything that, about life. I see. Um, you know, it was quite poignant.
1: But this kinds of stories that you hear even now like in fact I think now There's more people who can tell their stories in a way that they couldn't before, you know, Mm -hmm. either online, like they can put their own stories forward. And there's this whole sort of flux of, you know, like documentaries and true crime things where you're seeing how... you know, you think that this is just a n- regular neighborhood yeah. or regular whatever, but actually the stories underneath are quite dark. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I quite like
0: living um, up here, though, With mm. you know... Ignorance is bliss. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> so, the book that I chose is a very different vibe <laughs> from <laughs> this. It's very... Like, it's lots of hijinks, yes. I think, even though there is, like, murderous fairy queens and things. But... So, The True Cre- Queen by Zancho is the second in the series but they're both standalone books and I converted you I know to her so (laughs) I'm glad that you're here to talk to me about it because currently my brain is working at 5% capacity (laughs) I'm completely blanking on everyone's names but what I love about this book and the book before this as well it's it's like set in a Jane Austen uh kind of universe like an English universe but with magic, like with fantasy uh, elements in it. So the sort of norms and things are all, you know, what you recognize from, like, I guess, a Victorian Edwardian, whatever that era was. But um, it has, yeah, magic and, like, witches and wizards and sorcerers and And dragons and dragons, (laughs) yeah. And, uh, like, I love that Zen Chose, she's a Malaysian-British writer. She grew up in Malaysia and she lives in the UK now. And she's really... um, both direct and subtle about how she brings in other ways of looking at the world. So, in because of the norms at the time, replicate like even the magical world sort of resembles the real world in that women are like considered inferior, yeah. um, people from outside uh, England are considered inferior, people of another skin uh, or, or a race, like a skin color or a race, are considered inferior. And she takes that head on, but in a really sort of light-hearted way. So, you know, she's not pummeling you over the head with this message. But she does it in such a sort of sly and, you know, but also, like, she's not, you know, she's not trying to hide it. And, like, I love that. I love how much sort of personality all the characters have. And you're looking, you're seeing it from these different perspectives. So, in this book, specifically, it's these two uh, sisters who come from, I think, an island of Malaysia, like it's one, yeah, one of those the archipelagos there. And they've come to the UK, no, I don't want to say the UK, I don't know if it was the UK at that time, sorry, Scottish <laughs> listeners. <laughs> but uh, it, they come to England to take the help of the Sorceress Supreme, I want to say, I don't know if that was the term, Jenny.
0: Yeah, that's what I would call it.
1: Yeah, yeah the sorceress in charge basically and like they need some help because they have missing memories and they're not quite sure what's going on with them so they've come here for help and it's really nice so I first heard about this book uh, on another podcast that I listened to and it's called uh, Breaking the Glass Slipper and it looks at sort of fantasy science fiction and horror and they interview a lot of authors so this episode with Zen show is called Cultural Traditions with Magic and it just looked at sort of Because, you know, we've grown up, or at least I've grown up a lot in India as well with Western fantasy Mm -hmm. traditions and, like, in books and, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, all that. But she sort of uh, subverts that a little bit, especially in this book, Mm -hmm. where it's, so she's coming in from, you know, where it's not like Malaysia is the exotic part, it's England is exotic. (laughs) So, like, her sort of, where she starts from is a different kind of, place which is much more recognizable to me coming from India Mm -hmm. and it was it was just such a nice way of switching the perspective absolutely and it's just such a fun book all the characters are mad in the best possible (laughs) way like yeah just in in very different ways and then there's this like sort of murderous fairy queen as well because of course England you know it's I I love the book what did you think I
0: I also loved it Um, I loved that as you say the magic is not the magic that we kind of immediately recognise but there was enough of the magic we recognise to, to make it work for somebody who, who doesn't know anything, yeah. if that makes sense. yeah. yeah. Um, and as you say I like the fact that there's stories going on behind the scenes as well. So um the sorceress supreme, yeah. um I'm sure she's not actually called that no. now I've said dialogue. <laughs> um you know is actually kind of struggling to get all the other um magicians and, and people, although they call it something more um, uh, something other than magicians yeah me? you're
1: right um, see we're both you know, exactly. <laughs> together we we'll, we'll put, we'll put it together yeah together.
0: Um, but she's trying to get all the men basically on the sides that women can have magic oh but it's um, a scandal exactly. because
1: it's also there's a class element uh-huh, as yeah, well uh-huh. because so she's obviously wealthy and privileged but even that because she's a woman it's not protected and I feel like like so where these Malaysian witches come from I think they're Malaysian and I've forgotten their names but they take it for granted that women can do magic and um like they come here and they're like there's all these rules that are constraining women women especially the wealthier women from doing these things so it's almost although like the servants and you know sort of the uh, oppressed classes I guess of uh, women in this society they seem to be able to get away with things more than yeah. these rich women can and she's trying to be like no this is you know it's not we shouldn't have our magic stamped out of us that's just it. because but of our gender
0: but that's why like the sisters come into this yeah. and kind of basically don't understand and kind of like well, we've got our own problems so we're not really interested in your problems yeah yeah um but you know the the sorcerer supreme is trying to sort out that At the same time as trying to help them, and you know, it's not immediately. Oh, we'll help you straight away and we'll get this done. It's actually real life is happening, so they have to kind of try and work things out a little bit themselves. Yeah, Um, that's what I quite liked about it. But I did quite like all the kind of. Um, bits of the kind of Jane Austen kind of thing in the language sometimes Yes, very, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> like very
1: formal and yeah, sort of uh-huh. like, you know, you're saying something cutting, but you're saying it in such purple prose exactly. that i like, am I supposed to be insulted? <laughs> I, was, did she just insult me? I yeah. do Or did she compliment me? It sounded <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, and also there's lots of plot twists happening there because uh-huh. there's, you know, like not everybody knows what's going on and you just get glimpses so mm. you can because I remember when, you know, I was telling you th- theories you'd sort of so we were supposed to read this book together yes. you know we planned that oh you know both of us when we are done reading our respective books we we'll, like read and then we'll discuss you know while we're at specific stages and Jenny read it in
0: one go yeah. just from the beginning to the end yeah. in one Sunday afternoon yeah um just because it was so good and yeah sometimes I think reading a book in one go like that Mm -hmm. can be a good thing or a bad thing yeah Uh, they do enjoy it I loved it I loved reading it in one go but at the same time I felt as if I'd missed out on having the conversation with you you know after a couple of chances yeah kind of a thing. so sometimes it works and sometimes but sometimes you have to just
1: go with it like yeah. you know you're enjoying it exactly. i really liked that i had these theories and i could i had to hide from jenny <laughs> like both of us couldn't look at each other's no. faces because we're both terrible at yes hiding us <laughs> what we think? but i would tell her theories and yeah jenny would not be allowed to say anything no, basically i had to turn my back but you could sort of You know, like some of my theories were true and some were not because there's like enough information there. So it's not really a mystery, but there is a mystery element in it. So even another genre to mash up. (laughs) But I quite enjoy, I like I love these kinds of books and I would recommend reading the first book before. Absolutely. Because um, like even though it's not necessary, this works very much as a standalone. That book is also just this like sort of similar vibe. Without so much uh, foreign which is coming yeah. in. It was mostly um, English. Yeah. But still with the race and the gender and the class yeah. and all these things coming together, which I love, but it's hijinxy. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I think hijinks kind of... Is, is the way to, to describe it. Mm-hmm. it. It's just um, spot on. Um, and I, I loved, um, not to spoil too much, but some of the characters aren't what they seem. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, for the first book, right mm-hmm. right up till the end, you think this guy is just a guy. Yeah. And then he's not. No, nope, he <laughs> is very much the opposite of just no. a guy. Um, and yeah. I, I had to turn back a couple of pages when I read that bit. Because yeah. I was like, have oh, I missed yeah. something yeah, here. Yeah. But no, she she does that very well. Yeah. Um, also, I like the fact that the first book with the same characters in it was more about one character yeah and this book that character still there but it's more about another set of characters yeah coming into that and hopefully she will write another one
1: I agree I hope this is a series because like it's set in the same world but they're all focusing like you said on different people yeah. so I think there's so much to play with it the thing just her imagination is oh, the limit Basically. Also, so. I
0: like the dragons. So I would like to see a wee bit more of the dragons.
1: I love the grumpy dragon yes. in this one. <laughs> the aunt was like very snobby and like, you know, just powerful and can't do with humans. Can't understand why humans exist, really. No, exactly. But like, she still loved coming to England from her dragon kingdom. So, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it, it's definitely, I'd recommend this book. Yes. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think B would be happy with our
0: choices? I think so. Yes, I think it was a wee bit of a difficult challenge this week, uh-huh. um, and I think we've we've covered it quite well.
1: I, I agree. Yeah. So, for the next uh, week's episode, B's challenge for us is high hopes. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how, how high <laughs> hopes she should have with us, but I think we'll be okay. I think we will be. Yeah. yeah. So if you have uh, your own recommendations for genre mashup, we'd love to hear Absolutely. them. You can get in touch via social media or you can email us. We'll put our email in the sort of thing in the yep. dis- podcast description box. I've lost 10% brain capacity. <laughs> but yes, we can't wait to be back and talk about our high hopes for the book. See you next time. Bye. Bye.